Valde Feridaz is the Chief Executive Officer for Ignition Telecoms and Head of MVNX. Uh, Valde, it's good to see you. How are you doing firstly? Yeah, very good, thank you. Good weather as usual, down here at the coast. Uh, fantastic, thanks very much. Well, thanks for rubbing in uh, the beautiful weather you're having in KZN, but it's great to chat to you. Um, and, uh, and I think it's under very interesting times as the world is still under uh, wrapped under this pandemic, COVID-19. And uh, you must have seen some very interesting things. And I want to talk about MVNX, uh, Ignition Telecoms. What services do MVNX offer? Yeah, so, 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 just, so Ignition Telecoms is part of, just to recap, Ignition Telecoms, is part of the ignition group we have a financial services sector that we address in the market we have a digital marketplace that does acquisition and retention for all the mobile operators for example and internationally and then we have a, a new service which is a banking service and then we have the telco services and under the telco services which uh, um, i head up we have mvnx which is kind of the enabler of mvnos so our big clients are clients like um, standard bank mobile uh, Mr. Price, uh, retailers, mobile, and, and other MVNOs. So we're the leaders in that space. And we have another company called uh, Mobius, so, which is part of the Ignition Telecoms, which is uh, also an integrator of MVNOs and provides service for MVNOs. And we recently integrated Pick and Pay and Boxer to MTN. So we are connected wow. to, so, yeah. So we have, we sort of, so in, in our telco space, we, what we do uh, is we um, we both aggregate, so we'll provide complete um, MBNO enabling services. So we'll come, you know, brands come to us. We will do a feasibility study on their reach, on the distribution, on their value proposition. We'll put it through to their boards, you know, so this goes for financial approval, so the business models are approved. And then once that's approved, we actually integrate. We do all of the technical integrations. So really, we can turn any brand into a full telco service provider model. We provide That's the customer amazing. care, we provide the supply chain, we do the billing, we do the collections. So really turnkey solution on MBNOs. That's and amazing. We are both, yeah, yeah, thank you very much. And we are now connected. We are the first um, company to be integrated both to Celsius and to MTN. So we are able to provide both connectivity to, to the, those operators to the market. And of course, we're talking to other mobile operators as well. Yeah. I mean, as, as a customer, you mentioned some big brands, the likes of Mr. Price, Standard Bank. How, how many people do, you, do, you, do I need as an organization to make it kind of feasible to come to you guys to say, I want some MVNO services? What is it, 100,000 customers? What, what, what is that entry point? I think, I think uh, you're spot on. I think when you get to 100,000 active subscriber base that you are you know, providing them value and they're recurring customers, I think you can break even pretty quick. You know, you're talking about uh, anything from depends how you grow from eight months to 18 months break even. And the models are, are sophisticated, you know, because everybody thinks that MBNOs are complicated. Mm. But you can have what we call as a light MBNO or a heavy MBNO. And a light MBNO is where we take like a prepaid offering and we make it simple for your customers. It can be pretty small and still be lucrative, you know, because yes. we got the buying power. We buy quite well from the operators because we buy a lot of volume for all of our customers. So we're also able to aggregate and pass that value back onto our own customers. And then because our platform is already established, you know, our services are quite affordable, you know, so it's not, you don't have to roll out any infrastructure. Mm -hmm. You basically just pay a cost per subscriber 
And then, you know, your business model, we also help you with. So some customers are making it happen with 20,000 subscribers and they're profitable. And, you know, other customers need a bigger mass because of their margins, you know. Yes. And it all depends how much investment you want to make. You can make it really complicated, like postpaid, you know, uh, or you can make it really simple, like prepaid. Yeah. You know, yeah. some of our clients have rewards mechanisms, which embed data in the rewards. Other clients have a simple prepaid offering B2B or B2C. So, you know, it depends what kind of model you're going to market with. So the, the MVNO space is not new. It's been around for a, for a while now, but it's constantly being evolving. What kind of innovations and transformation are you seeing happening in the MVNO space? Um, we, we're seeing um, a lot of appetite to, to be able to offer connectivity, you know, uh, from government, brands, you know, around the education sector, the retail sector, the banking sector. So you saw... Uh, you know, F and B innovate in that space. You know, start with the whole kind of digital, digitization technology space. You know, as, as part of their banking services, and then really embodying connectivity as part of their offering to their customers because they knew that connectivity was an important commodity and value to yes. the base. So they were they were way ahead of the curve. You know, and 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 now you start the, the brands are starting to realize that, you know, owning the customer and fighting for the share of the wallet in a shrinking economy is very valuable. So you've got a you've got a base that visits your stores, you've got a recurring customer, you've got the reach. Because I mean, what makes MBNO successful typically is you've got to have reach. You've got to be able to reach the customer, number one. So, you know, you look at big brands like the big retailers and banks, they already got the reach, you know, more so than operators. You can go to one of their stores and you can buy a lot of stuff. So, but you, why can't you buy affordable data? Why can't you get connected home? Why can't you have financial services? And as you see that whole diversification convergence from the big retailers where they, they are offering best value for your share of wallet. Mm. And it's very important in the economy where uh, unemployment is increasing because normally the purse is held by a member of the family or two members of the family work. So you've got to provide as many services as you can as close to the customer, education, uh, uh, pharmaceutical, um, medicines, emergency, uh, connectivity, study, et cetera. So, so it's, a, it's an obvious choice for big brands to say, I want to become an MBNO. And because of the technology platforms, and this is where the whole evolution has arrived, we've got uh, state-of-the-art uh, BSS and OSS systems, you know, so whether we have to charge you and rate your calls or throttle you or provide you a one day bundle or a one minute bundle or 24 hour bundle, we can do all of those things and we can wire you up to the core network. So basically, you know, all we need is to, all we do is we integrate the networks very well. And then we give you this platform, the CRM platform and this customer facing front ends, whether it's web or apps that you use in your own platform. And we give you all of those services behind the scenes. So all of a sudden the, the brands have realized, I don't need to get involved in the business that I don't understand. I can actually just provide a service to my customers and have a better margins. So the margins they're getting from the operators is, you know, everybody knows the range between, you know, four to eight or 9% or 10%. The margins in MVNOs can be in the mid thirties or higher. So, you know, so the, the retailers are taking those margins and passing them back onto the consumer. So are the banking. So, so, so you know, it, it starts making financial sense from them, you know, and, and if you just think about the innovation of, 
uh, a customer on an app. Like for example, I'm a smart shopper customer or I'm a FMB customer. There's no reason why I shouldn't be able to top up my connected home, top up my mobile, transfer money, uh, buy my groceries and, and get rewarded in the most valuable commodity today. So in South Africa is a little bit behind the curve because it's been somewhat unregulated till now. And I don't think, you know, if you look at the and spectrum has been somewhat restricted. So I'm very hopeful that, you know, in the innovation, not only from the technology side, which already exists. So there are world-class platforms available now. It can be integration, but almost plug and play for yes. your consumer. You get a branded SIM, you get a branded packaging, a branded experience. It's all completely like, a service provider model. And it's interesting because in the old days, if you remember correctly, there were 12 service providers that launched and Vodacom and MTN launched. That's right. And those 12 service providers used to compete for the consumer. And then what the networks did is they went and acquired all of that base and took control of the base. So they became the network operator and the service provider and they controlled distribution. And what you're starting to see in, in like in most advanced markets in unwinding of that with a service provider model is going back into the market. And the operators are becoming more the enablers of, you know, technology, digitization, because, you know, they can't really be everything to everybody. It's a very, it's a very competitive market now. So interesting. And, and when you look at the, uh, the data partnerships and the benefits uh, in, a, in a retail environment, uh, you, you've just touched on a few of them, but there are tremendous benefits. Yes, I think as a consumer, you know, you, you, you get rewarded uh, traditionally discounting of products or you get two for one but one of the most again you know a very valuable important commodity for society and for the, the government for education etc is data you know so then a lot has to be done about connecting the home connecting the office and connecting the consumer and and the divide unfortunately is getting uh, even on employment in the rural areas and in the, in, in the non sort of city areas you can see that the divide is getting bigger Mm, mm. And uh, telecoms as, a, as an obligation to close that gap through being one of the most valuable enterprise type commodities that you can get for a consumer. You know, I, can, I don't have to catch a taxi. I can educate myself at home yes. if I can for the internet. So both the fiber rollout and the fixed LTE rollout, for example, the connected home are very important components to that. But for that, you need spectrum. And for that, you need open competition and you need new entrants like the typical uh, rain model, you know, where it's not the best quality, but it's very affordable and you can afford to be connected. Um, the, the, the fiber uh, that, that are starting to roll out now to more rural areas, you know, so the businesses can run more efficiently with, um, how can I say, unlimited internet access, you know. Mm. So this whole need for connect, connecting the nation and allowing people to work from home and, and, and being educated and cutting the costs down for, for and then government enabling the economy is very dependent on 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 uh, data and technology and government has a big role to play in the and a responsible role to play in the award the fair responsible award of the spectrum because that spectrum if it's not allocated correctly and not given it to open up competition mdnos and new entrants and new investment to the nation, it's kind of wasted because you're giving the same, the same uh, monopoly or the same setup, uh, bigger wealth rather than diversifying that, that yeah. commodity and allowing it to become used by all, you know? So yeah. that's really kind of where we see a natural 
evolution happening uh, where the gov it, it, we have no choice. If we want to grow the economy, we're going to have to look at how data plays a role in that. And if you look at the United uh, Emirates and most of the Arab states, legislation and regulations there are saying we only want two operators and we want three MVNOs. And then they control the market. And what they do is they only offer spectrum based on a balance between mobile virtual network operators and operators because the operators are rolling out the infrastructure and acquiring customers but the mbnos are acquiring customers and giving the value to the to the subscribers that's very interesting so, uh, yeah very very interesting and i hope that the regulator is uh, going to deliver on i think economic expectations on this that's already quite i believe there's some controversy around the allocation but you know we've got to trust the process and hopefully um you know they open up the market through MVNOs because it's possible. Uh, I, hope so they can I hope so too, Valde. I mean, it's critical, as yeah. you mentioned. I mean, earlier you touched on the um, on the customer the rewards through MVNAs, and it's quite interesting the impact that that can have in a in a in a downturn economy as we find ourselves right now. When you start rewarding your customers, it's a, it's a good thing when an economy is like this. Yes, absolutely. And 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 the thing is, if you look at the cost of goods, you know, you take a. a, a a person and has to get in the taxi, drive to a supermarket, go and buy rice, then they have to go someone else and they buy expensive data and then they have to go to another shop to do something else. I think the whole idea of offering, uh, you see it all over you now with, with the, the likes of um, Time Bank and ShopRite financial services and FMB financial and Capitec coming to the market. All of those services, wherever you go, should offer connectivity. There's some basic commodities, which is able to, ability not to carry cash and manage your money, to transact, to share money, to transfer money. All of that, along with, um, you know, the more uh, being rewarded with something that really connects you to the world. Those poor people leave, you know, the people that are living in more rural areas leave something. They, have, they buy 10 rand airtime or they can barely afford the unlimited WhatsApp package. And they go back to an area where there's poor connectivity and they can't afford data and you know so so what those what the the the, the those retailers like boxercom do and pick and pay and the shop rights and those and the new entrant banks are more app driven because you can do banking on an app what they do is they bring that right to the home mm -hmm. so rewarding the customer one of the most valuable commodities data is very important so every time you top up you get more data every time you shop you can decide if you want money or if you want data it makes sense and, and, and of course, the, the, the loyalty that it buys you with that particular customer, you know, you can't even quantify that. I mean, that's extraordinary. Um, and and the, the rewards, uh, and, and I hope that we come in line with the rest of the world, because you said that from a rewards point of view, you're so right. We are, slight, we are further back where it goes from the rest of the world and how customers get rewarded in MVNOs. Now, I want to just touch on earlier what you were talking about, the, how critical connectivity is and, uh, and um, the fact that this current environment, we've got uh, the spectrum that's going on and your wish is that it, it gets done in a fair process because at the end of the day, it's the customer and the consumers that need to win because we all need to have that kind of connectivity. Um, are, are you optimistic um, over the next two years that this process is going to be done in a fair way? Um, yes, I am. Um, I, I, I have uh, personal views on the lessons learned, you know, in, 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 uh, in regulation from prior years. I think 
our government has, um, in a way, made a lot of mistakes in, in a way they provide infrastructure and services. And I think that the ICT uh, sector is one that still hasn't been, uh, it's been so much, it's been successful because it's been predominantly privatized, you know, and run by private organizations who have shareholders, which makes that you can see the dynamics and the aggression. Mm -hmm. And I'm hoping that the government will find a balance between um, an economic need, you know, driving the agenda around the economic need. So, so it can't be, it can't pivot around the same follow the money strategy. It has yeah. to pivot around follow the economic need strategy. And that balancing thing, uh, you know, we so much uh, in, our, in our industry want to, as MBNOs, and we, 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 we understand this field and we deal with so many top clients and we, we understand that the importance of data, not just from an operator perspective, but from a, a market perspective, that sometimes we sort of want to invite the regulator to speak to us to say, what's your views? You know, what do you think the economy is going? How do you think we need to allocate spectrum? Because mm. you've got a couple of factors. You've got the rollout of fiber, yes. which is still young. You know, so fiber has to become quicker, cheaper, and more accessible because fiber is a future and it can be rolled out to central, high congestion, high habitated um, areas of the country. You don't need to have just fixed LTE because there's a limit of what technology can do and how much technology is available. And then there's the 5G discussion. You know, again, you know, 5G is going to eat up a lot of speed. It's a more premium speed because it's high product, good for business, but not necessarily what the, the basic consumer needs, you know. So now when you, when you take the need of the economy, uh, which understands the employment, understands uh, medical services, understands the impact of COVID, the impact of education, schools that are struggling, that can no longer be done the same way. It has to be done virtual, you know. The, the government has to think about that. And, 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 and if they can't allocate it all, I would suggest, you know, my, my view is that some of the spectrum gets reserved you know, some gets allocated to release the network so they got good coverage and the pricing comes down. But but other spectrum gets reserved and allocated for economic needs through new entrants, through diversification, through through open competition. So you know, um, I I'm, I'm hopeful, uh, but we never know. You know, I, yeah. I still have uh, faith that the government is going to um, take this quite seriously. They're going to surround themselves with clever people. And in, in terms of the economic needs of connecting the nation as opposed to the, just the award of spectrum. But Valde, I mean, just to that point, I mean, you, you raise so many interesting issues. I mean, it needs to be done properly. It needs to be allocated properly. And if it does, and, and it all goes according to plan and the way you're talking about it, and, you know, I'm excited and I follow the same vision that you have. I mean, the impacts to the economy, to the average consumer, to MVNOs, it's going to have a massive impact to the economy. Exactly. And that's why we are so excited about being in this field. You know, that we've been at this for about seven years. The last two years, we've seen significant change. You know, in the fact that uh, brands like the Pick and Pay Group, you know, like ShopRite, they've gone live. Uh, there are others, other banks will follow suit, definitely. Uh, F&B has been very successful. Uh, Mr. Price was one of the innovators and they started and they're going to accelerate the growth, you know, because today as a client, you know, even with the eSIM coming out, you know, you really, you really are less sensitive to the networks and you're sensitive to pricing and to value. And basically what you want to do as a consumer, you deserve the right, like any basic commodity, to be connected to the world, to know what's going on, to be able to, to so that it serves the nation in terms of the economic needs. So, 
uh, we, that's what we do. You know, when we when we uh, integrated um, uh, the pick and pay group to MTN, you know, we got so excited about this. Of course, it's a business deal, but the most important thing is you have this giant, and now Shoprite have just gone live. You know, you have these two giants that can actually, every time you go and buy some groceries and you come out of the till, they can reward you in airtime. So the value of that, now they're in a dilemma because there's two value systems. There's the mobile operators who distribute airtime and pay them commission, a lot of money because people buy Vodacom, MTN, Celsi, Telcom. And then there's their own airtime, which they now brand and then I put their money by different margins. So they have to find and navigate the way in the networks and, the, and these powerful retailers who in a way have more power than operators on reach, on distribution, in customer engagement, you know, in certain sectors of the market. They're now competing against each other. So how, they have the, how do they find a happy medium that, that, that the customer benefits from all of this? Because you see, the operators can't launch a reward system like FMB can or like ShopRite can or like pick and pay can because you don't go to, to a Vodacom store to do groceries or buy maize or buy necessities. So there's a natural, uh, if the regulator assists the award or spectrum and allows it for competition, you can see how the natural demands and needs in the market start mm. balancing the connectivity, um, you know, allowance and availability. And that's kind of, it's a natural thing that will happen. Uh, if you look at the Dutch market, it's full of MNOs. It's a very competitive market. Customers benefit all the way. If you go to the more modern states, as I said, they're leapfrogging the old way of doing business. They're saying, guys, we need wholesale in the country. Otherwise, how do we connect the nation? You know, we need yes. to be able to offer, if you look at India, India is a very good example of how they just discounted. Everybody's making money. Consumers are benefit and the economy is recovered because everybody can afford data. And look how much value the customer is getting with the data. I mean, the data costs in India and the cost of, of uh, communicating and staying connected, it's extraordinary. Uh, well, it's certainly lots to think about over there. And uh, I do hope that this business model uh, becomes even more successful and comes to fruition because at the end of the day, it's the customer that's going to win. It's the consumer that's going to win. And it's the economy that's going to win, which ultimately will be the country going forward. And we so need that, that injection into the economy and the value in into data services that are still perceived to be expensive, let's be honest. Uh, Valdez Ferradas, who is the Chief Executive Officer at Ignition Telecoms and Head of MVNX, thank you for joining us at the My Broadband Conference. Thank you, Aki. It's a pleasure.